Hello, and welcome to Hope Church. We're a local church with chill style, real faith, and no perfect people allowed. Thanks for checking out our podcast. This is a message from our SoCal location in the Santa Cruz, California area. We hope this message is encouraging. If you live near either of our locations, we'd love to have you join us for one of our many Sunday services. My name's Danny, and I am the little drummer boy. It's so good to be here with you guys today, and they said it before, but what a blessing to come together. I was driving my car over here this morning, and what a killer sunrise it was. It was like a sunset sunrise, looking over my shoulder, and I just felt like the weight of this moment, being together, and how stoked God is right now. How many of you guys know God is stoked when people come together in unity? Amen? And I just was feeling like, wow, this is, this is powerful powerful moment. So thank you for being here today. Thanks for being a part of this moment. Um, Christmas is all about presents, isn't it, kids? Anyone here excited about presents? Well, I want to tell you something else, too, that Christmas isn't just about presents, but it's about presence. God's presence. You heard the word Emmanuel in a number of these songs And that word comes from an ancient prophecy about who Jesus would be. And the word means God with us. Emmanuel. Christmas is proof that God loves us because he didn't expect us to try to, people have been trying to make it to God for a long time and failed, right? God came to us in Christmas. Some of you guys have seen a Christmas story. Have you guys seen this movie? You guys remember Ralphie? We were, <laughs> Ralphie, I want the air rifle BB gun, right? Red Ryder BB gun. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. Remember that? If you haven't seen it, it's a classic. And Ralphie uh, ends up shooting his eye, but he doesn't shoot his eye out. But um, it's this story about a kid who's growing up. I don't know if it was back in the 40s or something. And it's this really great family story. And there's a lot of funny moments. And one of the moments that stood out to me when I was watching with my kids recently, uh, they hadn't seen it, so we, you know, it's like a classic, so we put on a Christmas story, and Ralphie is riding in the car with his family, and they're coming back from picking out a Christmas tree at the lot, and they're, co- and they're driving back in the car, and the, the tire goes flat, and they pull over to the side of the road, and Ralphie's dad is like the Indy 500. He's got, a, he's got the mom working a stopwatch, and he runs out there. And Ralphie's mom says, hey, go help your dad. But you could tell his dad didn't want the help, right? And there's this moment where Ralphie's so scared he's going to mess up that he knocks all the lug nuts out of his hands and in the street. And he says, the word, which we won't say right now because there's kids here But let's just say later he had to have a piece of soap in his mouth and get his mouth washed out. Anyone here had that happen to you when you were a kid? Man, I feel like I, yeah, I I can taste it right now. Dove soap. There's a unique flavor of dove soap that I have in my mouth from my childhood. And I think a lot of us, you know, when we think about God, sometimes people have that sense of God that God doesn't really need our help or want our help, and we're kind of scared to mess up. But what I'm here to tell you today is that Christmas is proof that God is different. In fact, God loves us so much that he would come to us and enter our world 
to be with us because he loves us. That's what Christmas is all about. And there's a, there's a, a passage um, that Matthew quotes from the prophet Isaiah where it says, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son and they will call him Emmanuel, God with us. The reason why I still have my 65 Mustang, it's parked outside. Some of you guys might have seen me driving around in my jalopy. Sometimes it runs, sometimes it doesn't. It's been known to like blow up and catch fire random times. Um, yeah, come, come for a ride with me sometime. It'd be fun. And uh, why do I keep this thing around? I was thinking about that because I'm like, this thing's a pain in the butt all the time. Like I just got it fixed and then it broke down again. And I had to go back to uh, uh, Mid-County Auto and pick out my $37 part. It's only two bolts and 37 bucks, and I can fix it myself. Isn't that, that's the great thing about these old cars, right? You can do that. You don't have to hook it up to a computer. If it's like not the one thing, it's the other thing, and if it's not the other thing, it's the other thing. And then pretty soon you just replace everything. <laughs> why do I keep this thing around? I think I, I realize why I keep it around. Because when I was a kid, my grandmother passed away, and this car went out front of our house and sat. And I dreamt of someday driving that car. And when I was 15, my dad didn't need my help, but he asked me if I wanted to help him work on the Mustang. And we went out there, and things broke, and things fell apart, and I was probably no help to my dad, but he didn't care because he wanted to be with me. And that's what that car represents to me. And now, I'm a dad, and I go out there, and I'm yelling at the car, and I say, hey, Ruby, hey, Kale, come help me. Come hold this. Come start the car for me while I hold the thing down and spray the thing and do the thing. And it's like this thing now where I get to now pass that down to my kids that they matter and that I want to spend time with them. And that's what Christmas is about, that God loves us so much that he wants to be with us. It's about his presence. And I want to read a passage from Luke chapter 1 together. Um, and just a quick background on this. This is the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. And just so you guys know, prior to this event, the heavens had been silent for 400 years. Shortly before, the angel Gabriel, how many of you guys know it's rare when an angel shows up, right? And it's also very rare that an angel shows up and says its name. And in this case, it happens twice. After 400 silent years, the angel Gabriel, which means hero of God, we don't know how many battles he fought. We do know that his name is mentioned like hundreds and hundreds of years prior, so he's, he's been around for a while. He's fought some battles. He's been in some places. He's seen some things. He's heard some things, and he's here now in this moment to, pro to proclaim the coming of the new king. And he shows up first to a priest named Zechariah. Zechariah is the guy that you would think that an angel would come to because he is the priest, he's the most holy man in the most holy place, in the temple, in the most holy city in the world, in Jerusalem. And the angel comes to him, and guess what his response is? Fear and doubt. I don't know. I'm not sure about that. So much so that God's like, hey, well, you're not going to be able to speak until your son's born. But by the way, call him, his name is John. And this was the cousin of Jesus, John the Baptist. And then the angel Gabriel came to Mary. And I want to just paint the picture for you because I think sometimes we think about these people in the Bible as some 
you know, they're just like these special, wonderful, amazing people. But you know what? They're everyday, ordinary people just like us. Did you know that? And Mary, my daughter is turning 15 next month. Mary was probably about the same age as my daughter. My daughter's got plans for her life. She wants to dance ballet, and she wants to go to college. And Mary probably had plans for her life too. In fact, she was engaged to a really nice guy named Joseph. When this angelic vision, angelic visit takes place. Check this out. We're going to read this together. Luke chapter 1. You guys can turn there in your Bibles or your phones or you can look at the screens with me. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, that's her cousin, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth. Which, by the way, I don't know what you think about when you think of angels, but every time these guys show up, the first thing they have to say to people is, do not be afraid. Like, they're gnarly. They're big warriors. I mean, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just imagining because everyone's afraid when they see an angel. This Gabriel, angel, hero of God, shows up to Nazareth, the nobody town in nowhere. This is the most ordinary town. This is like Fresno, Bakersfield, middle of California. I'm sorry, guys, if you're watching online from Fresno. We love you. We better be careful, huh? We are great. You can see the ocean right outside the windows here. Thank you, Lord, for that. Um, so in Nazareth in Galilee, very common place. This is not the most holy of places, the most special of towns. There's a phrase that says nothing good comes out of Galilee, right? That's actually a phrase. And it says, um, Nazareth, the town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of a greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? It's, a, it's an honest question, right? It's a good question. How is this going to happen? Um. And the, the angel said, angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come on you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age and she who was unable to conceive in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Another translation says, nothing is impossible for God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Do you see the contrast here with this priest, this most holy man in the most holy place? And here is the humble young woman in a nowhere town. And when the angel comes to her and says, you're going to have a child, it's going to be great. <laughs> she might have had other plans. In fact, Having a child outside of wedlock in the first century 
you are ridiculed at best. At worst, you are stoned. Not in the Santa Cruz way. (laughs) You could be killed. Her life, not only is her plans of her life, her future, her reputation, but her actual life is in danger. And this young teenage girl, not much older than the, the young women that were reading the scripture up here, she is full of faith. And even though she has questions and she's not sure how it's going to work, she says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be fulfilled. What a beautiful picture of willingness and, and surrender to God, to what God wants to do. You see, friends, Christmas is about presence, the presence of God. And God's presence is about partnership. He wants to invite us to be part of his plan to bring his love and truth to the world. How many of you guys know people need hope right now? Amen? People need light in the midst of darkness. And darkness will never overcome light. Darkness will ever overcome darkness. The only thing that can pierce through the darkness is light. And that light comes from the the Son of God through Jesus Christ. And God chooses, not because he needs to. Does God need to include us in his plan? In the same way that my dad didn't need to invite me to help with the Mustang, and I don't need to invite my kids to help. I don't need their help. They, he didn't need my help. God doesn't need our help, but he chooses to invite us into partnership. Isn't that amazing? God invites us, the creator of the universe, the heavens, the stars, the ocean, and the sky, and all that we know. That all-powerful God invites us to be a part of his plan. He invites us to divine partnership. Isn't that amazing? What a mystery that God would use this young teenage girl to bring, literally bring her son into the world. And in the same way, God wants to use us because he's put his spirit in us. He's come alive in us and he's, his presence is with us. And when we gather together, he is with us. And everywhere we go, we can bring God's presence in the world. And it it comes from two things. It doesn't come without a cost. In the same way that God's presence doesn't come without a cost. Did you know that? It costs Jesus his life. Our Savior laid down his life so that we can experience the presence of God in us and with us everywhere we go. And in the same way, thank God we don't have to die physically, but in the same way, It does cost us as well, just in the same way it costs Mary. It costs her to be willing to to die to her plans. Maybe even her reputation. What she thought was going to happen in her life, God had a different plan. And anytime we say yes to God's partnership, sometimes there's a death to our plans. Who's ever had had experienced a death recently in your life where something that you thought was going to happen didn't happen? We, We had two years of that, didn't we? Right? We didn't even know if we were going to be able to do this. It might get shut down. We don't even know, right? And there's this series of things that we have to just let go of control. But when we do that, we allow God's partnership. My first point to you today is that our deaths can open up the door for his plans. Our deaths. The ultimate expression of this is Mary, where she laid down her life and her plans to open the door for divine partnership, and it ultimately brought Emmanuel into the world. In the same way, we have a choice to live for something greater. 
But in order to experience the new life that God has for us, Jesus had to die. We don't have to physically die, but we do need to die sometimes to ourselves, right? Sometimes there's things that we want that might not be part of God's plan. Sometimes saying yes to God means saying no to something else. And we have to be willing to surrender and be available. A few years back, actually it's probably about 2004, my wife Jenny and I, we lived a block from the beach in Newport Beach. My job was working for a surf company, and I rode my beach cruiser to work across the beach in Newport Beach, and I cruised up there, and we got a call about being youth pastors in the East Bay. And honestly, we prayed about it, and it felt like a death. It felt like I was never going to get to surf again. It felt like I was dying to my dream of living on the beach. And we, yet we felt like God was calling us to say yes, to surrender. And I'm so grateful we did in 2004. Jenny, we, I quit my job, took a pay cut from my job on the beach to be a youth pastor in the East Bay, fully landlocked for six years. But you know what? I thought it was a death. But God, whenever we, whenever we surrender to God, you can never lose out because he always blesses us. Amen? In, during that time, Jenny decided she wanted to learn how to surf. And so we became coming, we started coming down to Santa Cruz. We were one of those people driving over the hill, camping in her car right next to Jack O'Neill's house. That was us. And those, uh, yeah, exactly. We'll just stop right there. But. And over the course of those years, because my wife was learning how to surf and she wanted to go any chance we had, I ended up surfing more during that time than I did living next to the beach. And in that time, it was the, the, that time that God put Santa Cruz in our hearts, that we fell in love with this place and the people here. And we realized, man, there really needs to be another church in Santa Cruz. And then we ended up saying yes to the call to come down here. And uh, I'm so grateful for that. In the same way that I'm so grateful that my Mustang broke down last week after I just got out of the shop. I was bummed because I just got out of the shop and the battery died. So I put a new battery in and apparently when you put a new battery in an old car, other things break. And so then... So then I broke, so then the ignition switch broke, and I changed the ignition switch and climbed under the dash. It took me like two hours, and YouTube, it was 45 minutes. It took me two hours. And then, and then I, um, and then once that was fixed, I realized that that wasn't the right thing that needed to be fixed. So I had to go fix something else, and I got a new coil for the car. But I, in the meantime, my daughter and my son are helping me. They're out there hanging out with me. And my daughter, who's got like the busiest week of her year, she's dancing in the Nutcracker and she's finishing finals at the same time. And somehow she found time to come out and help me work on my car. We're crawling on the ground, rolling around, and I'm explaining to her how the transmission works and how a combustion engine works and how the pistons turn and the whole thing. And I'm just having this relationship this time. I'm thankful for the breakdown. Amen? How many of you guys know sometimes God moves in the breakdowns? God moves in the deaths, in the things, the moments where we, we feel like a failure or feel like, we feel like it's a death, that's where God meets us and works in our lives because he's doing something new. The second point I want to bring out to you guys today is really simple as this, is our yes, in the same way as Mary said yes, that's basically what she said, she said yes, God, may it be so. 
Our yes opens the door for his partnership. What kind of plans do you think you can have for next year? What, what do you think is possible for you in 2022? How much more could you accomplish if you partnered with God? What is possible for God in 2022? Have you thought about that? It says, the scripture tells us that nothing is impossible for God. And when we partner together, when we simply say yes to his purposes and his plan and the partnership that he desires to have with us, which means that everywhere we go, we have the presence of God with us. When we say yes, we unleash the power of God into our life, into 2022. With God, all things are possible. Do you believe that? Do you believe that if you say yes to God, you can experience more? That God has more for you in 2022 than he did in 2021? And it's a simple thing that we surrender and we say yes. So I want to invite you to that divine partnership in the same way that Mary said yes. It cost her a lot. Don't think for a second that it it didn't cost her. Just being a mom under normal circumstances, trust me, like dads, we have no idea, right? We have no idea what moms go through. You're basically giving up your life. To, to make it about this, this little person, right? Just that alone, let alone what Mary would have went through being a unmarried teenage, teenage, teenager who's pregnant. This is like a scene out of MTV's uh, Teenage Mom, you know what I'm saying? This is like, you know, this is real. And not only did she say yes, but she was so stoked that she sang a song about it. You can read in the following passage, but the first line goes, my soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. She was not afraid because she knew God's light was entering her life, that she was going to be participating in God's divine plan to bring his hope and his love to the world. In fact, she might not even known all the things that she was going to do, but she said yes. Often we don't even know. It's going to look differently, amen? But God wants to work in us. God brings his light. This is the great mystery. God brings his light into the world through us, right? Jesus said, I am the light of the world, John chapter 8. And then Matthew chapter 5, Jesus is talking to his disciples. He says, you are the light of the world. Isn't that incredible? He puts his light in us so that we can be that light in the world. He works through us. I want to talk about one guy before I wrap up here. This guy is a local legend. Anyone know who Marty the mobile mechanic is? Marty. Marty was a friend of mine. In fact, when I used to run into a problem with my Mustang that I didn't know how to figure out, I would call Marty, and we became good friends. And Marty was a very super unique Santa Cruz special. I mean, he was the most unique guy ever. This guy would always wear his coveralls, and he didn't want to pay for the full cost of zinc, you know, for the face, sunscreen, so he would get, uh, what's the baby? Desitin, and just rub Desitin every day over his face, and he would paddle out to what we call now Marty's, but Rockview, Rockview, uh, Rockview Beach right there, there's a, there's a surf spot there called Rockview, but it's now called Marty's, because Marty would paddle out every day in his board shorts. 
That, he's wearing a rash guard there, but I've seen him like about 100 times not wearing anything on top. Just full board shorts, rocking it at Rockview, and he claims that this special juice that he made in his blender that included six cloves of garlic was his special secret. One time he shut down Dominican Hospital, the legend goes, that he rolled in for an emergency and the smell from the garlic was so gnarly that they shut down the hospital because they thought there was a gas leak. <laughs> True story. True story. You can verify that. Marty was such a legend. He used to roll around. Um, he was a mobile mechanic, and he would cruise around town in this like motor scooter that he had where he had this homemade rigged up surfboard that he modified with metal. I don't know how he didn't die from the metal blades that he fabricated for the bottom of his wave storm because he had these gnarly... I don't even know how he didn't even hurt himself, but Marty was a legend, and Marty loved Jesus. Every time you talked to Marty, you could just see the joy of the Lord, man. He would talk to you, and he was stoked. He was, like, present with you, and he, there was kind of like this connection that he had where he was talking to you, but he had his, his hand connected with the Heavenly Father, and he was so stoked to see you because he had the love of Jesus, and he would trick people. He'd sit down there on the beach and he'd have his Bible open, and someone would sit next to him to smoke a fat one, and they'd hang out next to him, and he would sit there, and he'd go, hey, I forgot my glasses. Can you read this for me? <laughs> oh, he got me a couple times. He'd have all the boys down there reading the Bible to him. Marty loves Jesus so much, and he, he I think about him all the time. He went to be with the Lord. And one day, he paddled out, and he didn't paddle in. And it rocked the whole community so much so that the entire neighborhood, the entire surf community gathered at Rockview one day on a Sunday afternoon. And I went down there, and I was blown away when his daughter, Morgan, got up on, the, on this little speaker that I brought this little battery-powered speaker, and she grabs a thing, and she says, I want you guys all to know why Marty loved you so much. It was because of Jesus. He loved Jesus, and Jesus was real, and he is with Jesus right now. He's not dead. He's living eternity in heaven with Jesus right now, and he wants you to be there with him, and you need to pray a prayer right now, and they all did. And he rocked a community of people by showing up for 40 years every day, loving Jesus and loving people and being a light. And I truly believe that God has called us to follow in the footsteps of Marty, to live in such a way that demands an explanation. Maybe, maybe think outside the box a little bit, not be afraid of what people think. That's what I love about Marty. He didn't care. He had his Zinka on, his Desitin on. He had his coveralls all day cruising. He, everyone else was wearing a wetsuit. He didn't care. He was going to do his own thing. He didn't care because he had, he had security in the love of Jesus and the presence of God. And Marty right now is in the presence of Jesus with the Father in heaven. Amen? Why am I sharing that with you guys? Because Marty impacted my life, and I truly believe that I want to be one of those people. I want to invite you to be one of those people. And the cool thing is we can't do it on our own. Everyone's tried for centuries to try to get to God, to try to be perfect and have it all together. And you know what? We don't have to do that because Jesus did. 
He gave his life for us so that we can have a relationship with him and walk with him every day. I love this. Isaiah, I'm going to close with this. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. The people who walk in darkness will see a great light. For those who live in a land of deep darkness, a light will shine. For a child is born to us, a son is given, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Mary brought Emmanuel to the world. God chose to partner with her, and she believed that nothing is impossible with God. And she said, yes, I am the Lord's servant. God is with us. And he's still inviting us to partnership. Do you believe that? God is still inviting us to partnership. Where have you been challenged to say yes to God? What are you not willing to give up to experience the fullness of God, what God has for you? We hope this message encouraged you to take the next steps in your relationship with God. The cool thing is that you don't have to do it alone. There are a lot of ways you can get connected here at Hope. Not only do we want you to feel at home at Hope, we'd love to help you find a home. Please check out discoverhope.church and click connect or just email us at info at discoverhope.church. Lastly, we give everything we can away for free and rely 100% on volunteers and donations to support this ministry. If you'd like to give to the Mission of Hope Church, you can select the Give option on our website or text any amount to 831-800-2060. Thanks again for tuning in.